Hi guys and welcome. This is Avita with Flying Blind Podcast where I talk about how I am 36 and have no idea what the F I am doing with my life. Here you'll join me on my journey and in helping you feel good about your own very unique journey. My hope is for you to feel inspired today to get out there, spread your wings, and fly. My path is one that I know that many can identify with. Prior to this podcast, I really didn't talk a lot about my journey, of course, other than with some very select close friends and family. But there's a little bit of embarrassment about being lost and feeling a little bit lost in your 30s. And my journey, it's also a very specific one that I know that a lot of people can identify with as a female and specifically a Mexican-American female. It is um, it is a unique journey and there are a lot of factors that make it very unique. But what I really resonate with is uh, that scene in the movie Selena where Selena's dad, Abraham Quintanilla, uh, talks about the struggles of being Mexican-American. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and quote it for you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. And this is only part of the quote. Uh, Abraham is played by Edward James Olmos, who's a really great actor. And he talks about having to know about Pedro Infante as well as Wayne Newton. And he says, Being Mexican-American is tough. Anglos jump all over you if you don't speak English perfectly. Mexicans jump all over you if you don't speak Spanish perfectly. I'm serious. Japanese-Americans, Italian-Americans, German-Americans, their homelands are on the other side of the ocean. Ours is right next door, right over there. And we gotta prove to the Mexicans how Mexican we are, and we gotta prove to the Americans how American we are. We gotta be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans, both at the same time. It's exhausting. Man, nobody knows how tough it is to be Mexican-American. And I remember when this movie came out, I was little. I I know I was less than 10 years old. I don't remember exactly what year it came out. But even at that age, I identified with this. And as I've gotten older, I identify even more with it. And every time I see that movie and that scene is on, I just, I laugh because it's really so true. And those of you who are Mexican-American, I'm sure also really identify with this scene. And of course, everyone has their own challenges. But I'm sure those of you who are in similar shoes as mine do know the challenges of being Mexican-American. And of course, yes, it has its obstacles and challenges, but it's actually also a very beautiful thing to have I, I what I believe is the best of both worlds. I get to experience my rich heritage, my rich culture of Mexico, the food, the language, the history. It's beautiful there. It has beaches, it has jungles, it has pyramids. There's just so much, so much beauty that is Mexico. And it's really great to be Mexican. It's a part of, of me that I'm incredibly proud of. And at the same time, I get to experience all of the opportunities here in the U.S. I, I grew up here. All of my family's here. And I really could not be more thankful to be a Mexican-American. I really do feel that it is such a privilege. And a, it's been nothing but great for me. But it does pose its very specific challenges. And we do, as Mexican-Americans, face some criticism from being a product of these two cultures. On one side, there is the, oh, you're too Mexican. And growing up, for example, I always 
lived in Southern California. I've only lived in the Southwest. So obviously there's a huge population of Mexicans and Mexican-Americans. But even so, uh, growing up, I went to private schools where they were, a lot of the, the kids were, the majority were Anglos. So I was the minority. And so I did experience being different. I did experience the kids looking at my lunch weird because my mom would send me to school with, you know, burritos de frijoles in foil or she'd send me with a thermos of fideo or albondigas and things like that. And I mean, they were, I mean, I love that food. It's not that I was complaining about what I was eating, but I did, you know, get weird looks and kids would say weird things and other kids were fascinated the ones that were a little bit more exposed to you know other cultures were like oh i love that stuff it's so good but either way i did experience being different and then i moved here to arizona with my family and that's a whole other experience that i can tell you a little bit more about uh later on in this episode that's i think when i really experienced some challenges of being mexican-american but on the other side on the flip side of that there is not being mexican enough And I have to say that that was a little bit more hurtful for me growing up. You know, others will nitpick your Spanish if it's not perfect. You know, whether it's elders or Mexicans born in Mexico and not Mexican-Americans. And, you know, even sometimes Mexican-Americans, too, can really nitpick each other with these sorts of things. But I did get, you know, some of, of that nitpicking and people calling me a gringa because I was born in the States. And I've heard people say that I'm whitewashed or Americanized. And whether you're being told that you're too Mexican or being told that you're too American, either way, there's a certain element of shame that comes with that. And it really, especially as a child, that's very confusing. And um, it's, it's really sad. There's a, a shame that's associated with being too ethnic around certain environments, you know, to ethnic, pronouncing words a certain way. I remember kids laughing because if we were having a conversation about something and say some word came up, like, for example, burrito, like, or taco or something, even if I'm speaking in English, those are just words that I have a hard time not saying in Spanish. They just, they just roll off my tongue that way. That's just how it happens. But I did receive some criticism as a kid, you know, for that. And it made me a little bit ashamed. And it's so sad when I think about it. And again, on the flip side, there's that shame for being too American, being a little too articulate. And specifically in in high school, for example, like I said, is where I experienced a lot of this, especially my freshman year, because we had just moved here and I didn't know anybody in the first few weeks, especially were incredibly tough. Uh, I was in some of the honors classes and I always excelled in English. So I was in honors classes and I remember some of the other kids telling me that I was whitewashed. They would call me a coconut. Uh, They would just say not very nice things because I was articulate and because I was well-spoken and because I was in honors classes and I had some shame associated with that side of myself with other Mexican-Americans. And again, that's also incredibly sad that I did have some shame at that age with either side. I just felt like I didn't really belong on either side. I was too Mexican for the Americans and too Americanized for Mexicans. And I think that this is something that unfortunately a lot of kids do struggle with. And a lot of people use that term. 
Americanized. But how do we really define that? How do we define Americanized? I mean, of course, when you are born in America, you are American. But how do you define uh, somebody that's of another descent? You know, I'm I'm of, of Mexican descent. So how would you define somebody being too Americanized? So the Merriam-Webster Dictionary actually defines Americanized as adapted or altered to have or conform to typically American characteristics, American in quality or character. Even that definition, I feel, is so vague because what would we characterize as American qualities or American character? Other than, of course, speaking the English language, which is our country's language, uh, how do you really define that? So to to say that or to use that uh, as a criticism, I kind of just don't don't understand it and don't get it. And there was a time that I would take that very personally because it was meant as an insult. And especially when you're young, any sort of insult or anything that's thrown at you, you know, especially in a situation like high school by your peers is, is very hurtful. But now as an adult, I actually don't find anything offensive when somebody tells me that I'm Americanized. And the reason for that is because I don't believe that you have to lose your identity. And I don't think that you have to stop identifying with your culture because you have become Americanized. And I think that there's that big misconception that if you are Americanized, that you have lost touch with your, you know, all of your culture, your language, all of the things that encompass your your culture. And I have really come to realize that I can be both a proud Mexican and a proud American. I can take pride in my rich ancestry that's really made me who I am and that influences how I was raised. It influences my relationships. It influences how I treat my family, how I treat others. And I can also be a very proud American and proud that I was born here and proud of the opportunities that I've had in this country and the freedom I have in this country to do the things that I do. And yes, right now there's a lot of turmoil in the world and a lot of turmoil in our country here. And there are a lot of horrible things happening to a lot of people, specifically my people. But that also doesn't take away from the fact that we are still very blessed to be in this country. Even with the ugliness, even with a lot of the very horrible things that have happened, uh, which I don't want to get into politics, but even with all of that, people are still coming to this country. That means something. That says something, that people still want to come here. It means that this is still a great country and that there are still really great opportunities here. When we come back from break, I want to talk a little bit about maybe some solutions to this. We'll talk about that when we come back. Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Algunos me conocen como Big Cat. And I'm super excited to announce my podcast, Hunting for Exito. The show features a special guest every week who has become successful in one way or another. Whoever they might be, my guests will always have good advice to give because at one point they were hunting for Exito too. I will invite them to share the stories of their hunt. Así podemos capturar el éxito también para nosotros. Hunting for Exito is about Exito, real talk, with real people who really made it. The episode will be available to download every Thursday. No se los pueden perder. And remember to follow us at Zwerk Media, Z-W-E-R-C Media. Media. 
You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. I've really discovered with age when it comes to this particular topic of being Mexican-American and, and dealing with criticism of being too Mexican or too gringa, too American, whatever. There will just always be somebody saying negative things. That's just the nature of pretty much any situation. And I've really learned how to deal with that. And I want to offer some solutions for you. And because I did have a time in my life that was incredibly difficult, unfortunately, I did have some shame on both sides, being Mexican and being American. And I really hope that you guys can gain a new perspective like I did and see that this is actually a really beautiful thing. Really what it comes down to is perspective. And of course, regardless of what I do, what any of you guys do, how I act, there will always be people that have their opinions, their judgments, that are going to think you're too much of something and not enough of something else. There will always be somebody with something to say. And they will have their perspectives, they will have their ideas, they will have their judgments. But when I say it all comes down to perspective, I mean it comes down to your perspective. When I changed my perspective on the situation is when things got a lot better for me. And I really wish I would have had this perspective when I was younger. I think it would have been so great. But again, this is a topic that a lot of people don't talk about because they don't want to put their shame out there. And I get it. That's something that I didn't want to talk about either. And this is a conversation that I've actually, I have had with friends in the past, but it's kind of interesting to me that even though this is a struggle for a lot of people, it's not something that's spoken about. Now, we can't change how people are. We can't change that people are going to have their judgments or their criticisms and their opinions about how you speak. And, and either side, whether it's because you speak Spanish and in their, in their opinion, it's not perfect. Or if it's because you are incredibly articulate in English and some people might feel that you're a sellout. It can, it can go either way, unfortunately. But it does really come down to perspective. This is the solution that I want to offer you. And that solution is that it starts with you. For me, the solution was within me. I had to make peace with knowing that there will always be someone and unfortunately there will be those judgments, there will be those criticisms. You have to make peace with that and know that you can't make people change. You can offer your opinions and your perspectives but the likelihood that you're going to win that battle is pretty small. So it's kind of better to just let people think what they want to think, let them believe what they want to believe, and make peace with the fact that you can't change that, you can't change them. The only thing that you can change is yourself, your own thoughts, your own mind, and your own perspective. And if you embrace that, that's going to make life so much easier. And what do we do with those people other than, of course, embrace that they're not going to change, is actually embrace them. And of course, like I mentioned in so many other podcasts, to approach them from a place of love and gratitude. They might not be giving you positive feedback, but that's okay because you are learning to take that and you are learning to embrace that not everybody is going to think the same way that you do. And the other solution, which is something that I've done for myself, is to surround myself with very positive, like-minded people that are on similar journeys as me. 
And that's really comforting because that really gives you the ability to, for one, talk about your struggles. And it also validates your feelings and you know that you're not alone. And it's great to surround yourself with just really positive friends and family. Friends especially are so great because they're your chosen family. And we typically do tend to choose people that are very similar to us. And again, that gives you a really great environment to share and to really feel like you belong somewhere. And that's really important for somebody in this situation because I know for a very long time, I just didn't feel like I belonged. That's not to say I'm not going to be friends with people that are of different ethnicities, actually quite the contrary. This is actually a struggle that a lot of people of other ethnicities also deal with. It might be slightly different um, in some ways, just because, you know, obviously none of our journeys are going to be exactly identical. But I have friends that are Indian American, I have friends that are Japanese American, African American, I have all kinds of friends. And obviously there are, again, some differences, but a lot of the struggles are the same, a lot of the feelings are the same, a lot of those feelings of not feeling like you belong are very present and across the board. So I encourage you to get out there and actually talk about these struggles because it's something that a lot of people do go through and aren't talking about it. And even as adults, I know that obviously, I, I think with time you accept those challenges and you make peace with them. I know that I have and I've changed my perspective and I see my background and and I've never I've never actually just to clarify I've never actually been ashamed of being Mexican American but there were certain aspects and there were certain situations where it's not like I I felt like oh my gosh I hate that I'm Mexican American but there were moments in time that I felt embarrassed about certain things like I didn't I felt ashamed that maybe I didn't know certain words in Spanish and I was I felt ashamed I felt like I wasn't Mexican enough and then vice versa in other situations like in school there were times where kids would laugh or make fun and I did have some shame again not associated with being Mexican-American but with certain things that would occur but again I think it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people and people that have experienced a lot of the same struggles that you have On the flip side, I think it's really also great to have friends that haven't experienced that and of course that are positive and open and to share those experiences with them and to maybe broaden their view of other cultures, ethnicities, and they can also share with you because we have so much to learn from each other and from all of these struggles and we can really learn and grow by sharing our stories with others. That is one of the things that I really feel is a blessing with this podcast. I get to talk about my story, about my journey, the things that I've experienced, and hopefully I help you guys grow because that's really one of my goals is to help you grow and to give you the courage to get out there, share, fly, do whatever it is that makes you happy. And I also learn very much from listeners. I learn from the feedback that I get. It's provoked some really interesting conversations with friends and family, and it's really opened a lot of doors. So I've learned a lot from this podcast as well. Getting back to what I was talking about, um, one of the solutions, like I was saying, is to just make peace with this journey and its challenges that it presents. And just be proud. Just be proud of who you are. Whether you're like me, a Mexican-American female, or whatever it is that you are, be proud of that. 
I was born here and I'm proud of that. I am of Mexican descent and I'm proud of that. My blood is as Mexican having been born here as it would be had I been born in Mexico. I'm still by blood Mexican and proud of it. I love myself and I love my culture. I love how I am and how my culture has formed me into the person that I am. I love the traditions. I love the food, the language. There's so much I love about my heritage just as much as I love being an American born in America. Where I was born and my blood is just perfect, just like yours is. So please accept yourself, love yourself, accept others as they are. You can't change them. Just accept whatever it is that makes you you and approach life with love and gratitude and everything will be so much better. Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I leave you, I want to share a quote with you by Shannon L. Alden. And she says, When you stop living your life based on what others think of you, real life begins. At that moment, you will finally see the door of self-acceptance opened. I really, really do hope that you guys take this quote to heart and stop caring what other people think. Stop caring what other people have to say. Be your own unique self and just live your life. Be happy. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen to me on this episode of Flying Blind. I hope you took something positive away from listening today. I would also love to get your feedback, suggestions, or ideas. So you can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. Remember to subscribe, like love, and follow us on Zwerk Media. That is Z-W-E-R-C Media. I hope that you'll join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive.